afternoon or good evening, wherever you may be. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And you are listening to another episode of Coaster Kings Radio. I'm really excited for today's topic mm-hmm. because, uh, believe it or not, for some magical reason, we visited all 12 Disney parks in the world by like late 2018, but we magically forgot to actually make a podcast episode about all yeah. 12. So uh, here we are with a Disney loaded episode. We are going to be ranking all 12 Disney parks in the world based on our most recent ranking that we launched on thecoastkings.com, which was uh, updated in October 2020. So we did several launches of this article, but we updated as, you know, new experiences happen. I think so. we had always meant to do this podcast sooner, just like how we meant to do another Parks Ranked uh, article sooner, but COVID happened. All, all the stuff we were going to wait for, we're like, we're going to wait for uh, Ratatouille and Epcot and Guardians Tron. and Tron, and there was all the stuff all the that stuff, we were yeah. like, oh, what's, you know, but... Now, all of that stuff is happening in the future, so we're like, okay, well, we can do one now, which reflects some new things like Galaxy's Edge and whatnot, and then we'll come back around, you know, in a couple years, or maybe in one year. So, yeah, the the ranking that we're going to be doing today is based on late 2020, early 2021, so this is, if you're listening to this in the future, like a magical creature, this is, yeah, this is the time frame we're looking at. This Mm -hmm. is post-Tokyo Disney opening the new... um, What's her name and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast. That one. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name and the Beast? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and prior to our uh, Ratatouille opening. Yeah. Um. So so we just dive in. Yeah. All yeah. right. So number one. Oh, it's also no, no. Sorry, we're gonna go in reverse. Okay. Oh yeah, twelve. A little drum roll. <laughs> if it picks up at all. Everybody knows what the worst Disney park is. Even our Instagram followers yeah, agreed, right? It was pretty obvious. Across the board. Everyone was like... We present the worst Disney... Ar- <laughs> <award> <laughs> the worst to Disney Park Award. Walt Disney Studios, Studios Paris. Paris. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, Walt Disney Studios Paris. Okay, so long story short, they're getting there, but um, they just haven't gotten there. And so even though... Yeah, that's not really many excuses. The park is the size is of a freaking courtyard. A park? Yeah, it's almost. It's more like a themed area that is like detached from the rest of Disneyland Paris, and that's how that happens. I like to look at Disneyland Paris Resort as you have Park Disneyland, which is one of Disney's best parks. Spoiler alert! And that is your album, <laughs> and <laughs> that's the album, and. Uh, Disney Studios Paris is the bonus material. It's like the three iTunes exclusive bonus tracks that you get with somebody's like deluxe release of an album. It's just extra stuff. It's some good rides. It's good rides, but it's not a. It doesn't feel like a park almost. Well, yeah. So here's the thing. So the park room it's like the least attended Disney park, obviously. <laughs> um, well, but the obviously. park is also really small. And so even though they have highlighted attractions like Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, which they have updated it, so it's really good now. It's so good, yeah. Um, they've got the original Ratatouille, and then they have Crush's Coaster, a unique spinning coaster that just that just that park has. I love that ride. It's so um, underrated. There just isn't enough to do right now with that and Toy Story Playland and a couple of flat rides for it to be able to handle even their relatively low attendance. Now... In the future, they'll be opening up the new Avengers Campus mm-hmm. or Marvel Campus, which is going to have a Spider-Man Dark Ride as well as a Iron Man roller coaster. Yes, which is the Rock and Roller the Coaster Iron relaunch. Man reskin of Rock and Roller and Coaster. And then they're opening uh, a new lake at the back of the park, which is going to be home to Frozen Land and another additional land, which it was supposed to be Star Wars, but now we're hearing that it may be a different area that will be coming there. 
And then they're opening the new cars, Route 66, whatever sort of... Road trip, yeah. Road trip. Cars road trip. Um, Studio tour kind of ride. So there will be a lot to do in the future, and um, the CEO of Disney has confirmed that this is still on track. So... We're excited for that, and I think the park will be in a lot better place in five years from now, even though everyone's been saying that for the last ten years. Yeah. Um, I do generally believe that. As of right now, it's just that last. Yeah, there's not really much much to say about it, sadly. It's, it, and it's certainly not controversial. No, unlike, I don't think so either. Unlike our number 11. <laughs> yeah, speak of, number, uh, speak of controversial, number 11. Are you ready to be mad? Uh, we don't want there. you to to pause it yet. Like we don't want we you. We promise we're gonna we're gonna defend this. Yes, this, okay. Please don't. And maybe I don't know. Maybe it's not such a hot take, but I know there's some people because this one we got answers. Some people said it was the best Disney park. Other people said it was the worst. And my heart is like pounding right now. I'm scared. <laughs> okay. So number eleven out of twelve is <laughs> for us. It's Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Yeah, so like the world's what? highest attended park. So long story short, uh, I'm going to give you a little longer list. You got concrete, <laughs> you got concrete, you've got concrete, and now uh, we have no shade. Well, let's go ahead and add to that list a mismatch of 15,000 themes that don't belong <laughs> together, and the fact that it has literally the worst version of Pirates. The worst version of Big Thunder Mountain, the worst version of Space Mountain, of Small World, the worst version of Small World. Um, I mean, I like their Space Mountain a lot, but it doesn't. It, it well, needs polish. Not, it needs a remodel. It was meant to be like a futuristic ride. Now it literally feels like a ride through yeah. the eighties. Now so it feels that like work. super charming and dated, and we're like, oh, this isn't. The but point. like, it's too dated. It's like to we're, yeah. we're like beyond the cute dated. Yeah. We're like, why wow, does ride yeah. fucking now? Old. It just feels rickety. Yeah, like which is not a word I often use to describe operating <laughs> roller coasters, <laughs> let alone Disney. Um, and dining-wise, the park is a complete flop. There's not a single decent restaurant that <laughs> isn't a reserved 60 days prior sort of experience. And even then, it can be a hit or miss the depending on what room you end up news. in. Um, I don't give a single flying F for any of the drone cruises, so that one's automatically out for me. But the Adventureland it's located in is by far the worst Adventureland <laughs> on Earth. It is okay, so disgustingly The Adventureland bleeds really bad because, like, you have Disneyland Paris, which their Adventureland has... Four, at least four different themed environs, but they all have room to breathe, and there's like a nice flow between. They don't feel crowded. There's a lot of space there, and then you have our Adventureland here at Magic Kingdom, which starts out with like the Jungle Cruise stuff, which is fine, and then you have the the central meeting of the Jungle Cruise, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse aesthetic, and also. Aladdin, Aladdin, and then, Magic also have and the then also the Tiki theme. Room. And these are... And this is all, like, in a one little square. It's just weird that you have these three... It, it, it's just typical, like, oh, this is all just exotic stuff. Like, it all matches because it's all exotic. And it's and then you have, like, the Hispanic, like, forts awkward. and buildings. Yeah, and, and then you have, yeah. Casitas and stuff that are where Pirates is at. It just doesn't work. It's, yeah. It really doesn't. And then, okay, so having said that... There is some decent landscaping, but I would say overall the park feels grossly under-maintained. If we're going to talk about, like, Big Thunder, it is almost an... Ex- I don't know what they thought or think they're doing, but it looks nothing like the other ones. And it's piss yeah, poor it's- when it comes to the quality of the rock work, when it comes to the way the lighting fixture have been installed, the queue. I just feel like this could oh, yeah. like a complete ripoff of an actual Big Thunder the Mountain. The rock work inside of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, and then the rock work inside of Pirates. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean the is a complete that nightmare. See. I, yeah, it's just really. And we understand that lots of people 
don't even really get the chance to go to our Disney park. So we get that this will definitely do, and it's a highly rated, you know, on Google and but all that kind of stuff. That's kind of the point. And is, but that's also kind of where Disney gets away with this all, and that's also why they don't, they don't it's care. Lowest like, they can common put denominator. Anything in Magic low Kingdom. hanging fruit. Like people go to Magic Kingdom to go to Magic Kingdom, and they're 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 kind of just along for the ride, and it's about the bigness of it and like the nostalgia factor. Nobody's. The, their target audience is not drawing comparisons and arguing with themselves about the quality of these parks. So, like, Magic Kingdom is fine, but for Disney, fine is really not, not okay. great. And especially when it's the flagship park of your flagship resort. A flagship like, park of the chain. I mean, it's the highest tennis park in the world. Like, yeah. how does the, you know, it doesn't deserve the praise it gets. But I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah. And New Fantasy New Land. New Fantasy Land that is loop strong. That's good. And, and then uh, we I get think Tron when Tron soon. is going to be there, it's going to be a little better. The roster is going to um, pick up. But I need Tomorrowland to get a nice quick fix because as of right now, Tomorrowland and Tron, they're like, they shouldn't even be the war tomorrow. And, oh, and, and their Haunted Mansion is good. The Haunted Mansion is good. Yeah. So not, not all hate, but Even it's though just, I'm not a huge fan of Liberty Square and like that whole aesthetic and like Hall of Presidents still like to me as a Disneyland, California, you know, Anaheim person, I feel like Hall of Presidents is a weird flex, but... I, you know, there's some good. There's, oh, and there's um, good glimmers the transportation there. Transportation setup is miserable. Oh for yeah, that park. and then there's the ticketing and transportation center, which is uh, a horrible burden and ugly. It's just, and it's just too much of a production. And that is Magic Kingdom's cross to bear. But yeah, so overall, um, it's, you know, it's like we're, we're comparing this. We're comparing all twelve Disney parks in the world, and Magic Kingdom works great for the audience that it attracts. And it just doesn't like, work. We still go to Magic Kingdom and have a good time. Like well, it's decent not, time. But it, <laughs> But there's just things that there's just a lot and these that a I lot think could health. be improved. Yeah, a lot. All right. Next up on Moving our list, on. we're staying at Walt Disney <laughs> staying World, at Disney World, which is going to be Disney's Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios. Okay, we get it. We get it. You're probably like really over like, rolling on the uh, third one. Wow, I hate Coaster Kings. This is terrible. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? Like this. But is we have reasons. So I think the main reason is the fact that despite. Them finally having a decent roster after 30 years of being yeah. open. Um, finally a full or 32 gate. at this point. Yeah. I'm thinking that there is just still a bit of a lack. So, like, layout-wise, it's still really messy. Yeah, um, this there park is has a terrible way layout. way too much concrete. And we're going to look at... So, I think... Let's just go in a quick circle at the park. Yeah. So, Sunset Boulevard <laughs> is my favorite area. Yes. I think it screams California. Still their really best works. asset after all these Entrance years. Entrance is pretty nice. Like, I like that. That the whole setup is cool. And you, Tower Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, I think, are, like, the quintessential... Yeah. They're Hollywood a little bit dated, experience. and they're starting to feel really dated, but that's yeah. okay. They're still, like... They just scream Hollywood, and They just really need cool. a little... Both of them could use a touch-up, but, like, that's pretty much... The entire resort could use a touch Now, up, then so. we have, in the middle of the park, we have Mickey Minnie's Runner Railway. Not my favorite ride, uh, but a good addition. I'm glad people like it. And good I, use of the space. Yeah, it was a smart move, not I my, think, I'm not mad about Not it. for us, but like... But let's go ahead and move I'm, counterclockwise. So then we've got Animation Courtyard. I don't even know what the hell, why it's even there. Like, Launch Bay, I guess they're not yeah, using any of it right now, but it just... The Voyage of the Little Mermaid is it's closed, I think. Oh, and there's that Disney Junior Dance party? show. And yeah. then... There's Frozen at the high period, like the sing-along thing. Uh, and then you, and then there's that weird purgatory of Star Tours and the Muppets where, like, things but That's clockwise. Are, well, well, I know, but, well, dude, I, I mean, was going to go counterclockwise and talk about Toy Story Land. Because okay. I was going to talk about the fact yeah. that the Asian Courtyard is a concrete mess that used to be the entrance to the studio tour, but that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Or tram it, tour. Yeah. It's, then you have a really awkward... 
midway to kind of like zigzag shape to over to Toy, Toy Story, Story Land. Land. And it's completely uncovered, concrete. It is brutal, even on like a decent spring We get day. that Disney World needs to have wide midways because they have a lot of attendance. We get it. They're built for volume. They're the, but they're the only Disney resort where they sacrifice the need for volume and space for aesthetic. Like, well, yeah, and I think aesthetic is dangerous work because then you get to Toy Story Land, and I think Toy Story Land is a poor excuse of an area. They made, people yeah. are like hyping it up, and I'm looking at these TikToks of like, wow, look at these details, and it's like literally like a giant footprint of a foot. I'm like, yeah, yeah I get it, it's Toy Story, but yeah. Disney's done so much better. This shouldn't yeah. be that impressive. It, you know, and I think the biggest problem is that there's such an incredible lack of shade that they it put a bunch a of joke. like parasols, like umbrellas, br- umbrellas around Slinky Dog. What like, the hell? I, what, where were they? What were they thinking? Yeah, and then the Q what and were exit they for um, Midway Mania have been rerouted. To yeah, the, to the and it's just really ugly. It is so disjointed. Distru- like the situation. Little, it feels like a Halloween haunt, like yeah, temporary setup. It's so you know disjointed because it was thought it was like designed after, after the fact. The original Toy Story Midway Mania uh, entrance area set up in Pixar Place was fine. Uh, it had its own charm, I think, and it was a nice corridor right over to the streets of New York area. But it, it, when you exit Toy Story Midway Mania, it is so obvious that this was not how it was intended. And I just wish it didn't feel like that. I wish it didn't feel like Hollywood Studios was full of stuff functioning in unintended purposes yeah. and ways. And see, this Toy Story Land, I'll, I'll say yes, it has like the most impressive Toy Story Land right master. But that's because like it needs to perform. Yeah. It is at Walt Disney and World. That's they like, need capacity. That's not saying much because the other Toy Story Lands are literally just meant to be like point like accent at like accent points on some of the, totally. the newer and smaller and i still like parks. the other ones better because despite hong kong's kind of feeling a little concrete it's a little too, bare and it's very hot just like yeah. orlando like uh, hong kong and orlando have very similar climates and, <laughs> and so like it's just brutally hot in the sun yeah the we'll be talking and, about that with the hong kong you know? section too so hong that one but i think the paris one and the shanghai one they're great yeah. there's shade there are trees it feels kind of like blended in it works and it's natural and i don't feel like i'm burning off my yeah, hair on yeah. my head and that's just a problem for me and then um cast outfits oh my god they are absolute Less. trash that's so sad i'm really sorry for people that have to wear that because like they were just like weeks after opening of that area i feel like their outfits were already sun bleached because yeah. they're standing in the sun all day in florida sweating this is more of like sad for the cast members than for anyone else, but I just feel like the area they just got away with it and it looks they, cute. It's and a the typical kids don't care. like they get away with it because you know, it's Disney World. Exactly. And so And if you've never been to a Toy Story Land, it looks amazing. But I feel like the other areas are a little bit more charming because of the role that they my, play in the park. I will say it's my least favorite area in the park. That's why I'm so hard on it. Yeah. I just feel like in Central Florida, you can't get away with, like, the live, you know, the, the larger-than-life toys and, like, no detail and no shade because it's just, it's Central Florida. Also, Alien it's Saucer Swirl hot. is terrible. Like, why is... The ra- right side uh, is so short. <laughs> Mater's Junkyard Jamboree is so much better, and it's, like, the same ride, but because it, it goes faster, like... Because, well, and the theme is better. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes... Uh, Saucer Swirl is, is really slow for some reason, but... The one in California Adventure is so much fun. I just, I, it's just a shame. Like there's just and I guess it's just good, but 
I, I don't really like Galaxy's Edge. I will say like that's probably their more, most polished area. Yeah. And it, it's really great. I and mean, it's really it's, what it's, even moved that park from being number 11 to number 10. Um, it's, it was much needed. And um, and I think the rest of like the, the two little, great attractions. And I think the studio kind of leftovers like the commissary and Star Tours, all the kind of stuff. It all works. Like it's fine with me. So I don't hate the park. Again, all Disney parks are honestly pretty good. I feel like but the fact that we have a Star just, Tours ride and then like leftover streets of New York stuff and Muppet Vision and then Galaxy's Edge is so strange to me. It's strange, but, like, I mean, studios kind of work on that, you know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, studios are just a bunch of different sets pushed together. I feel still, like, at the end of the day, this is, like, we just did a podcast about the strengths of Universal Studios and the Universal business model and their parks and stuff, and studios, Hollywood, um, all of the studio components, studio-themed aspects of the Disney parks still suffer from trying and failing to capture what Universal Studios Hollywood has. Sure. And Though I, I feel like it's no longer their premise. The now premise it's not yeah. a step into now it's what other studios have yeah. produced. Now it's you know, like, like Lucas the Films entire and Pixar identity and of the Zone. park has changed. And that's, so that's fine. Good. And and I will say the park has gone forward strides. Like yeah. it is a much better park than it used to be, oh, but yeah. it's still very concrete y. It's still the park is the best that it's ever been. But and I want to add that despite it having, like, rise of resistance and stuff, the fact that, like, it's so stressful to even get on rise, it doesn't help your case with yeah. this park, you know? Like, till oh, yeah. rise has, Everybody like, an easy like, way to get on. so anxiety-stricken. experience. It is hot. Yeah. There is not that much to do, despite it finally being fleshed out. It just quite is. It isn't so quite there for me yet, you know? So many associate negatively with Hollywood Studios for one reason or another, and there always seems to be a new reason. Yeah. I mean, we go to Hollywood Studios a lot, but... That's because we love rock and roll. We coaster. ride rock and roll coaster more than anything else at Disney World because we're yeah, the we suckers usually just pop in, go to Sunset Boulevard, and like bounce and walk coast. to Epcot or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, just so we can stay with five minutes per uh, per park, yeah. to kind of keep you guys yeah. in this one hour loop. Next up, Tokyo Disneyland. Okay, so Tokyo Disneyland. This is number nine, and number I nine, yeah. w- want to stress that like Tokyo Disneyland is not a bad park. It's exactly we, yeah, what we, it we, needs we've to be. We kind of left our like least favorite parks behind. Now we're yeah. entering this like a list of like picking. Yeah, being really picky so, with our yeah. with our choices here. Tokyo Disneyland's strengths are that it was exactly what it needed to be for the Japanese market. It has been a runaway success since day one. Um, The Oriental Land Company knew exactly what to do. They built uh, a Disney World Magic Kingdom-style park that is so methodically organized. Exactly. Imagine... I I compare it to the Pentagon because it's like two wheels within itself with like spokes between... And everything is like a 10-minute walk from everything else... They kind of imagine like if Magic Kingdom was like really polished and had yeah. the density of Disneyland Resort, yeah. um, and that's kind of what that park is. Like it really feels like you come into Magic Tokyo Kingdom, Disney is what Magic has, Kingdom like, should have been. The Disneyland vibe to it because you have Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean, but you have Disney World's Haunted Mansion. It's but like then you they have w- Disneyland Space Mountain, yeah, and then you and have Disneyland's Big Thunder, <laughs> yeah, well, sort of, and then you, you have know? Disney World's uh, Tiki Haunted Room Haunted Mansion, yeah. So, like, it's a really cool blend. Splash Mountain. Toontown. Yeah. So, like, I mean, these things are really kind of like, it is literally just those two parks blended greatest, into people, one. They call it the greatest hits. It's like yeah. Oriental Land Company went, went to Magic Kingdom and Disneyland with yep. their clipboard and said, we want this and this and this and this. Um, and then they've got some really good, unique stuff. Like, uh, Pooh's Honey Hunt is an icon. Yep. A true icon. And Monsters Inc. Ride and Go Seek. Super cute. Super unique. So, the park in general is pretty good. I think the issue for me is that all their rides... 
are pushed together that the bleeding is there's insane. some bleeding so there's midways everywhere because it's a super efficient park it's the most efficient park in the chain hands down it might be the most efficient park like ever Worldwide. like it is so but it also means that like there everything honestly, is wide no open separation yeah. between between themes and areas like pirates is part of an area it doesn't belong in and then like haunted mansion is uh, you know cozied up is next like to in small between world splash mountain and small world like, and the alice in wonderland restaurant their fantasy no, land's a little bit of a mess it's messy and some of their fantasy lands really dated they're the only one that doesn't have the updated Flying Dumbo in ride. In fact, updates aren't a thing there because their pirates is still the original. The original, yeah. Their Space Mountain still the original, but the glowing rockets and the windows from the queue. Yeah, it is just so that's it's kind, kind of, of why, an '80s nostalgia trip. Like, so while it's really fun, it misses the modern edge, and it also kind of just feels so pushed together that like I seek originality there. And while yeah. there's two rides that do it, the rest I feel like I'm just a Magic Kingdom. I feel and, like, like everything and, there. I mean, the new area looks awesome, and I think the Beauty and the Beast ride. Um, is this, like okay? So we watched a POV of it. It looks good. It doesn't look spectacular, but I mean, we're going to hold all of our uh, commentary until we actually write it. Um, and it's definitely, I think, exactly the the, the kind of move that um, Tokyo Disneyland needs to make for that park to feel more special on like a global level. Because right now, everything there is either brand new and really polished, or a relic of like the versions of Disneyland and Disney World rides that you can't ride anymore. I mean, yeah. the, they still have the pirates chasing the women in their Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Anaheim changed that, like, 20 years ago. Um, and so that is sort of an... And their pirates ride is, like, right off of the hub, which is kind of funny. There's nothing like being at the entrance to Pirates of the Caribbean in Tokyo and then immediately behind you is the castle. Like, you turn yeah. around, you're in the hub. And I think it's the problem is that I just feel like there's not a bunch of originality anywhere. Yeah. And um, so kind and of stuff like, is just crowded. Yeah, so like take take the bleeding of the themes and the mishmash of attractions piled up, and it just kind of prevents it from being high on this list. Like I can't believe that Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Alice in Wonderland restaurant, Small World, uh, Winnie the Pooh ride, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin are all in one in, in a very myth, almost like a bookshelf. Of, of a, no attraction slotted them. in, and there's no space between them. There's no breathing room. In fact, it's so bad you can't even get a picture of the facade of Small World. Yeah, you can't, you can't even photograph Small. Far it's the same size as the facade in Anaheim's, but there's no way to take a it's step. Like standing back in and the middle of downtown of a, of a major city and trying to get the whole fucking building in one picture, yeah, it doesn't. You it, can't. You can't stand yeah. far enough. But we're um, nitpicking. I mean, we love Tokyo Disney. So polished for sure, but it just it doesn't offer a unique product yeah. um, compared to other. Like Disney if you've parks. got one day in Japan budgeted for Disney, Disney Sea. But we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about Next that Next up, more. eight. Number eight. Epcot. The experimental prototype community, community of, of tomorrow. tomorrow slash yesterday. Yeah. Community of... <laughs> the community of Tesseract. I think the main reason that it's on this list at this spot is because despite it being incredibly unique for the Walt Disney Company... Yes. Um, half the park right now is a construction zone. It is lacking any sort of future and future world. But they're stepping away from that. They're turning it into world discovery, world nature, yeah. world celebration, and then the pre-existing world showcase. The struggle that Epcot has is Disney's long-standing struggle with throwing the stone into the future to a place where we'll never catch up to it. And they're, <sighs> This was one of those typical, yeah. like, oh, yeah, we're going to make a park about the future, but that never works. Like, yeah. it, not, not even making a ride about the future works. And yeah. I think that's... They finally They're giving up the ghosts on... The word future is no yeah. longer going to get used. It's going to yeah. be about discovering and nature and preservation yeah. and showing everyone best, the world. they need stuff that's just going to feel contemporary, let alone future. So we do like that it's so unique, and we like that it has a ton of attractions that... 
Other parks just don't have like you know like um, the Nemo. Um, God, what is <laughs> the seas with Nemo? There you go. We've got living with the land. I love living with the land. Um, I test hate track. We have it. We um, have test track. Mission Space is really unique. You have and Spaceship Earth. Obviously, is really yeah. unique. I think that Epcot is the most quintessential Walt Disney World experience because even though Magic Kingdom is the reason for the resort, like you can get Castle Parks other places. You can get well, animal Epcot, parks Epcot's other the places, original second gate. and you can get uh, studio parks in other places. Obviously, Epcot. There's something really, even though Epcot isn't perfect and sometimes struggles with its identity, um, I appreciate their desire to create a permanent World's Fair, celebrating past, present, and future culture, um, all of that. And, and 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 like with World Showcase, if World Showcase was its own park. Which, in a way, it was. As a concept, it was... The World Showcase was a park, and Future World was a park, and they smushed them together to make Epcot. World Showcase is such an incredible asset, I think. I think it's one of the greatest assets in uh, the whole Florida region of parks. Oh, totally. And I think, despite it, the half of the park being, being honestly a big mess, I think that's why it's still ranked above Tokyo Disney for us. And I would say that Spaceship Earth is the true icon of Disney World, because there's five castles, six castles... One spaceship Earth, one totally. geodesic sphere floating off of the ground with a dark ride in it. Yeah. And after all this time, it's still so cool. Yep, it totally is. Yep. Next up on our list, we got uh, number seven, Disney's Disney California, California Adventure Park. Park. Um, the second gate for the original Disneyland Resort. Um, in the past, I think we ranked it a little higher, higher. but that's yeah. because this was that was prior to Incredicoaster bringing it down to value for the park. California Adventure is a yo-yo of... Impression. You know and what? Identity. California Adventure is kind of for me. I kind of look at it as like three parks in one because I'm looking at it as like okay, well, Disneyland itself, you can't have food festivals in it, so it's yeah. gonna have to have an Epcot feel. Yeah, yeah. you want to have something more naturalistic because you don't have enough space to create yeah. landscapes. At Disneyland. So you have Grizzly Peak, which so you have is Grizzly Peak, and you have Cars Land, which feel right and level then, of Animal Kingdom. And then you and then you kind of have that like the edge of like the new franchises that yeah. like don't belong in a classic castle Hollywood park, Studios, which gives Avengers you the Hollywood Campus, Studios vibe, right? So yeah, totally. So I feel like that park does a really good job having a layout where like there's naturalistic edges, there's action, there's new franchises, there's space for food festivals. I love. It's a little bit adventure. of everything. You have um, park concepts that we never saw, like Disney's America coming to life uh, in what is now Pixar Pier. You have a little bit of the Long Beach Disney Sea that made its way over. A majority of it went to Tokyo, of course. But this park wears so many hats, and it it really... It's funny. I find it ironic that the whole concept of the park was that it's the everything else. You go to California for Disneyland, and California Adventure is themed to the other stuff that you go to California for. Even though that never worked out. And I think they yeah. finally got it right. Well, they got it right, right prior to Pixar. Yeah. Then it got, <laughs> then it got overboard. Then and they, like, they, they got a little cocky with Pixar. Yeah. Um, but we haven't even seen the finished Pixar pier. Like, I think uh, the Inside Out reskin of Flix Flyers looks really cute. And I think there's still more. Wasn't it ready when we went in early 2019? Well, yeah, I, I guess, there. but we didn't go. We didn't. Yeah, we went. We went with your family. We were there for three, four days. But we didn't. But no, the um, was the inside outright open. I'm not sure, it? but it was already there. No. Well, the I area don't was think, completed. I don't know if it was running though. I don't think we saw it in its completed form because when we went at the beginning of last year, we just did land. Yeah, obviously. We didn't yeah. Um, but yeah, it went from being the park that's like where everything else you can do in California. Uh, now it's the park where it's 
the everything else gate where it has to be Epcot and Animal Kingdom and studios all in one. And we think that it it does it as well as it can. I think some of Disney's best themed areas are there. They have a really beautiful entrance, Bonavista Street. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Very representative of California, but in a very sophisticated way, rather than a tacky way. It feels very culturally relevant Um, for the region. Pixar Pier, I don't necessarily like the current theming that they added like the touches but like yeah. aesthetically pleasing it is and a very paradise, clean product. paradise gardens park which is the other half of paradise pier what or what is still mm-hmm. quite lovely and then of course um the radiator springs is as radiator sometimes regarded as disney's our, very best themed area yeah our that's our tokyo disney shanghai disney animal kingdom level yep. uh fleshing and out of the same an goes for grizzly and then peak. grizzly peak which is just i mean there's a reason why tokyo or uh, shanghai disney um basically copied uh, Grizzly River Run for their park because it's such well, a slam dunk over and there. soar yeah At the same corner pretty much yeah. but like reimagined to be more yeah. Amazonian yeah exactly yeah so overall I think the park does a lot and it actually does it really well so like it, it is cozy but not crammed it, lots of detail and it gives Disneyland Resort the opportunity to work with what limited space the resort has overall to provide an experience that usually they need the size of Walt Disney World for yeah. And California Adventure encompasses so much more than you think of. And, I mean, Sven is not here right now, but Sven actually liked, I think it was his favorite Disney yeah. park. He went yeah. to Disneyland Resort with us, and he loved Disney. He liked California Adventure It's his Adventure favorite more. Disney park of the ones that he's been to, and that probably won't change when he comes to Disney World. I would well, expect. Maybe, maybe Animal maybe Kingdom. Maybe for Animal Kingdom. Yeah, but. But I, California Adventure is amazing, and will, it is unique among the Disney parks and among the second gates. Yeah, despite a lot of California having been taken out, like there was a moment where everything was California related and then like majority California related. Now it's kind of been like a mix of things. Yeah. Um, despite the California theming kind of like slowly deteriorating. It coming and going. And they, it, still everything kind of truly transports you to the American West. Yeah. Everything is still like related to the American West, whether it's Karst Land, mm-hmm. whether it's Adventure Campus, the studios, the piers. It all kind of still relates to that. And yeah. I think that they have a really, really good product for a second yeah. gate. Yeah, yeah. Next up, okay, it's number six. I love this park, truly. It's Hong Kong <laughs> Disneyland. Hong Kong Disneyland, totally underrated. So, like, imagine if you don't know what this park is like. Imagine just kind of like strolling through like really hot hills over the oceans <laughs> of a jungle, and all of a sudden you see like Disneyland's castle. You're like, yeah. wait, what the hell? And you're like, oh wait, this well, is well, literally now like you little see, Disneyland. Now you see yeah, a new true. castle, the now big you see the giant really castle. castle that's like. The, a skyscraper, but if you look castle. right, you can still see the old castle. Yeah, that's um, a little. That's pretty funny. But um, yeah, okay, this park is cool. It. It's incredibly polished. It is probably the most polished park in the chain, and it's the most yeah, super polished. It's more polished than Shanghai is. It's super. I'll say that. It's super polished because <laughs> nowhere in there's just really yeah, <laughs> nobody be touching because it's me. not getting a lot of action. Um, and it, it, that's actually some I think a really marketable characteristic for those for the Disney enthusiasts out there. If you yearn for the 90s when you could go to Disneyland and the park wasn't crowded or you could go to Disney World and it wasn't like this stressful uh, quest for uh, fast pass reservations and restaurant reservations. Hong Kong Disneyland transports you to this crazy environment where Disney is not completely overrun with people. You go there, it's quiet, it's relaxing. You you hear birds chirping. There's no need for fast pass because there's no people there. Yeah, the cool thing is that the park feels classic, but thanks to that agreement with the Hong Kong government, yeah. they have a bunch of unique attractions that are just there. And so I think that even though the Tomorrowland 
kind of started off being kind of like Anaheim Tomorrowland, yeah. maybe a little bit different structured. Yeah, not for long. Um, it actually feels more futuristic in a way that there's a lot of vegetation, so it feels like a very modern city park. I love. Oh, and their Adventureland, which is so gorgeous. Yeah, the nice thing about them being like in a jungle local is foliage. that like. <laughs> Adventureland is also a yeah, jungle. They didn't have to bring any of that into they Adventureland. They turned Rivers of America right into a giant, into jungle, a giant cruise, jungle cruise. Which is cool. Yeah. I think they made some right, some smart choices with this park. Grizzly Gulch and Mystic Point and their respective e-tickets are so cool. And they will always be unique to Hong Kong. Toy Story Playland is cute. Their fantasy land is coming together. It hasn't always been the strongest. Um, the storybook walkthrough thing that they have is really cute, but it's too hot, it's too hot for hot. that. But um, they've got... They have a beautiful, it's a small world that really feels like uh, it captures the essence of Anaheim's small world with its approach. Um, Fill Our Magic is a good fit for that park. Winnie the Pooh is a good fit for that park. Overall, though, I must say, with the lack of crowds, is that the park is barely a one-day park. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they, ha- they have a pretty decent amount of rides. And this is definitely, like, in the age of Disney building whole themed areas with one singular attraction. Yeah. So, Grizzly Gulch has, obviously, yeah. a big Grizzly... And then Runaway Mystic, Mine Car, yeah. which is one roller coaster. And then you have Mystic Point with Mystic Manor. And then you've got Toy Story Land with three relatively small rides. So, like, overall, the roster for the size of the park, yeah. really there isn't all that much to do. And take away any sort of Disney crowds you're used to while the rides have the same capacity. And you yeah. can li- I mean, we literally knocked out the park on a Saturday, beautiful weather in the fall, Halloween festival. We literally hit every single ride within four hours. Yep, and we, and went, we rode and everything we, several and, times. And we caught a flight. And we watched the parade. Yep, we and watched we the shopped. parade. We went shopping. We, and we ate we ice ate. cream. Um, so, like, this is kind of the point. It's like, okay, they've got a decent lineup, but I still feel like there's not enough to do. I feel like well, that's maybe what's hurting it, because otherwise I will maybe... I'm excited higher. for the direction that they're going in, because their Tomorrowland is... Their Tomorrowland really didn't have a super strong identity. They swapped out Autopia for uh, Marvel and Star Wars... Uh, attractions. Their their Space Mountain is now permanently Hyperspace Mountain. They have an X-Wing in the queue. Yeah, that one is cool. Their crowds are so light that they took what little overflow queue they had for their Space Mountain and put an X-Wing in there um, to make it, you know, to, to plug it all in. And then you have w- this corner of the park that is currently the Iron Man Experience, which is such a cool ride. Um, yeah, it's like Star Tours, but themed Iron Man. And it takes place in, again, that's another attraction that's like Mystic Manor, where like it it's great. takes place that in Hong Kong. It's unique to Hong Kong. That is like the birth yeah. of the Avenger Campus idea. Yeah. So the Marvel theme park universe is going to have three Avenger Campuses, one in Paris, one in, in Hong Kong, Hong Kong, and one, one in Anaheim. Anaheim. And they're all themed to being like part of the, name, the same global network. And they all have rides that are themed to their civic locations. Yeah. So, like, the Hong so Kong yeah, rides are themed to being in Hong like Kong. Located in Hong the Kong. The Paris rides are going to be themed to, like, the Paris headquarters. Mm-hmm. And then the Anaheim ones will be the, the U.S. Marvel theme park universe. Also, the Ant-Man reskin of Buzz Lightyear is like Tron. so super, cool. Super clean. Yeah. I love that they did that because they went from taking a safe ride that every Disney park had to giving Hong Kong Disney a unique asset. And the it's plot... Funny, their lineup is really shaping up to be so unique. And, and now they're going to get another... They're going to have another coaster. They're going to have an updated version of Frozen from Epcot. Like, yep, their Frozen Land is going to have Frozen a Frozen Land is and so a ra- cool. So, like, funny enough, despite their attendance being so low, getting funding and having made promises with the Hong Kong government mm-hmm. definitely helps this park and its growth. Because it is a really fun park. Like, and they're going to get... I love it. They're I gonna, love that park. I'm expecting, like, the Tomorrowland... Their existing Tomorrowland will have been completely transformed into Marvel Cinematic Universe land by the end of the decade. 
And they have, they're absolutely, they've got that huge plot where Autopia was and everyone's saying that all of the plans and stuff. This is probably changed, swapped around, shuffled and stuff, but another roller, like a, like a thrill coaster. Because the park doesn't really have any thrill coasters. Everything there is, you know, no loops, family friendly. Um, they're now going to have four coasters that are, are very, that are pretty gentle. Uh, but I think they're going to get their major thrill coaster uh, in the form of a Guardians of the Galaxy or Avengers uh, replacement for Autopia uh, to cap the complete reimagining of their Tomorrowland. So yeah, that's overall, just, just a lot a to watch. That's one to watch. Excited for it. Again, we're definitely in territory where there's just no bad parts left in this yeah, list. It's yeah. just going to be like, well, what does this mean? Well, yeah, this is our need? top five now, right? Yeah, yeah, let's enter our top five. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. You're drumming. You ready? Yes. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yes. Number five, Disney's, Disney's Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Walt Disney World. Okay. It's the highest ranking Walt Disney World Park. Yeah. But they made it to the top five. So yep. congratulations. You trashed your Florida resort. <laughs> oh, no God. kidding. I'm messing around. Um, um, but Animal Kingdom. Love, love, love Animal Kingdom. Absolutely addicted to this park. Never not loving it. Animal Kingdom captured a very special time where you could still build a giant zoological attraction in the United States and make it marketable and people will care about it. Um, I don't think they could build Animal Kingdom now, not in America. Uh, I, think we, I think Paris could, could Yeah, Paris it. could do it. Mm-hmm. We love our zoological and marine life parks, the good ones, the ones that really care about their animals. Animal Kingdom definitely uh, is an exemplary uh, animal care and preservation uh, facility. Um, Animal Kingdom is has the distinct honor of being the only Disney park where 100% of their rides yep, are unique. Attraction line of 100% unique. To, I mean, literally every ride, because now that Anaheim has retired, it's tough to be a bug. That was the only ride that overlapped with another Disney park. Yep. In fact, uh, we also gave it the Crystal Crown Award for Best, <laughs> Best pavement, pavement in 2020 because... Um, every inch of Animal Kingdom is naturalistic, besides one little part, but that fits with the theme. I mean, we'll say that, I mean, Dino, Dino Land USA needs some work. Um, but it's not enough of a detractor for it to yeah. be like, I mean, it's still so phenomenal. And people always think of like, ride lineup first. So if, especially if you haven't been, you're probably like, well, there's not that much to do. But they've got unique animal trails. In fact, they have like four and animal, the animal trails. trails are fabulous. And these are through beautiful settings and landscaping and exhibits. And then you've got Pandora, which is arguably Disney's very best themed area ever yeah, created. That with might two be Walt Disney World's rides. best asset. Um, you've got Kilimanjaro Safari is like the bread and butter of the whole operation. Their 100%. Africa area is stunning. It's beautiful. And sidelines don't exist. No sidelines. Animal issues. Kingdom, you are absolutely transported. You. Everywhere you go, you're just somewhere else. It is incredible how much world building, how many different regions are so yeah. well represented, the so foliage, larger than life. The plants, the cultures, the cues, everything are alive. 100% naturalistic. Unique. The Asia area oh, does amazing. a fabulous job. All of the storytelling comes together, it weaves this tapestry um, of experience. Asia and Pandora are two of our absolute favorite themed areas in the world anywhere yep um so yeah that's a it's funny animal kingdom right now doesn't really have a lot of like construction or projects it's like the only disney world yeah they're kind (laughs) of yeah so i'd be curious to know what the future holds for animal kingdom but uh whatever it is i'm looking forward to it because i feel pretty good about where it's at now 
Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I definitely say daytime, nighttime. There is never a bad time to yeah. be at Animal Kingdom. Absolutely, um, definitely a must. And I, I've heard of none of people that go to Disney World and then end up, you know, only doing three parks and they don't do Animal Kingdom. Don't make that mistake. Yeah. If you haven't been and you're just kind of casually going to Disney World, yeah. you really want to add on Animal Kingdom. Even if you enjoy Animal Kingdom, yeah. Even if Animal Kingdom doesn't seem like something you care about on paper, like, if it's really busy at Disney World, the one park I would still definitely go to. Animal, Animal Kingdom because it's just so enjoyable to walk around and mm-hmm. be in that environment. Next up, um, probably gonna have Old Faithful. Yeah, number four. The fact they didn't make the top three. No, I don't think so. It's Disneyland Park. Disneyland Park. The OG. The OG. Um, um, so Disneyland. <laughs> we, we end up doing this every episode. Yeah, <laughs> Disneyland has so many strengths, and but you don't need us to tell that, like. You know, this was honestly it was it was a close call between Disneyland Paris and Disneyland Park because these are both gorgeous, incredibly nicely maintained, highly detailed, cozy yet grand theme parks. And but the problem is with Disneyland is the fact that it was built in a certain size and shape for when theme parks weren't as much of a thing as they are now. And so Disneyland struggles with the problem. I'm just going to point out the struggle it's first. Overcrowding. It's overcrowded. There's not enough queue space. Queues are always in the midway. The majority of the park is just like switchbacks on the midways because there's just no place to put people. I feel like you know a lot of times, like, you go to Disneyland, you're a pass holder, and being at Disneyland in this era, at least prior to the pandemic, was, I mean, it was like being in a nightclub. It was like shoulder to shoulder with Disney fanatics, and that's a fun energy it's really enjoyable, but God, like there were times where I just needed to get out of Disneyland and go to California Adventure just to get some personal space. Yeah, um, Disneyland's ride roster is unmatched. It is the dark ride capital so of the world. There's so much to do. There are so many rides packed into Disneyland because it spent the first fifty years of its existence, forty-five years of its existence, being one gate, while Disney World and other resorts have been spreading themselves between multiple gates for for a majority of their existence um and another thing that's really in the benefit even uh, now the benefit of it being so densely um packed is the fact that no inch of disneyland will ever not be polished or maintained because there's simply there's not enough space yeah space is so valuable <laughs> that the transitions to galaxy's edge are amazing and we prefer galaxy's edge in anaheim mm-hmm. significantly better than the one here um, because every inch of it just is polished. Yeah. And their Big Thunder Mountain is incredibly detailed and polished. And their Pirates is the Mountain original. Is a f- it, I can't believe you know? Splash Mountain fit in there. Yeah, I mean, the amount of rides in there, is, yeah. it's, just, it's Indiana Jones, crazy. Temple of the Forbidden Eye is so awesome. I can't believe that Indiana Jones, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway coming soon, and uh, Rise of the Resistance all in one gate. Like, yeah. that's kind of insane. I, I, like... There's really no other place in the world where you can get this many e-ticket dark rides in one gate. And and the next highest, which would be Disneyland Paris, it's not even close. But we will say the reason we gave Disneyland Paris... Um, are we ready to move on to Disneyland well, Paris? Well, I wanted so to we, say one yeah, thing is that like, yeah. going to Disneyland and Anaheim, it's like a special kind of experience. Disneyland Anaheim is, of all the Disney parks in the world... Including, I would I would lump in California Avenger here. It's more of a culture. Yeah, you, you don't necessarily go there. I mean, you can go there for the rides because they're all spectacular and their ride lineup is still one of the most impressive ever created. But I think the biggest thing about that park that 
maybe it's not often discussed. It's it's a culture. Mm-hmm. People that go there, I mean, Disneyland is a lifestyle. You listen to international <laughs> podcasts and that talk about Disneyland, and you're like, yeah, you know what? After five p.m., it just gets too busy, and that's because the locals come out. Yeah. California, SoCal loves Disneyland. Yeah. We, were, we were those people. We would literally just like show up there in the afternoon and spend all evening till midnight. It's the only Disney park in the world that is open 8 a.m. to midnight yeah. prior to COVID and like yeah. most days. It is, just, it is just a culture. It's like people come all, time, all times of day to just sit, like dine, experience, write some stuff. Everyone's wearing spirit jerseys. It isn't like pre-planned vacations. It's like people just show up and have a great time. It's childless millennials. And it feels so incredibly light on you. Yeah. Disney World is so much planning. Heavy. So much planning. <laughs> and in Anaheim, it's just like, it is no care in the world. Have fun. There's always something to do. Lines are generally manageable because yeah. the sheer amount of attractions for the audience that is there. And not everyone has to ride everything because people usually have been before. Anaheim is not a new audience every time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that's, I think, important to, uh, to note. Next up, top three. Yeah. All right. So. I'm excited. Disneyland Paris. Parque Disneyland. We had such a fabulous visit to Disneyland Paris this time last year, right before the sky fell. Um, <laughs> yeah, like two weeks before everything closed. We, now, a lot of people have had Disneyland Paris experiences that were not the best. I've talked to people who went to Disneyland Paris anywhere between 10 to 20 years ago. or I even mean, our first experience together wasn't that great. Yeah, our first experience together wasn't that great. But... It's trended up, let's sit up. They're, yeah, they're going in a good direction, and that park has the best bones of any Disney park. I think that how I used to describe it and how I describe we have a full article on thecoastkings.com that explains everything in detail we'll talk about today and have some more points. But one point I'd like to bring into this episode is the fact that Disney knew coming into Europe, it was an uphill battle. They wanted to be in the European market so incredibly badly. They picked Paris because of its location, so that a lot of European countries could, you know, could have their people travel to the resort. But they knew there was a very well-established theme park industry out there because, honestly, theme parks pretty much started in Europe, and mm-hmm. Disneyland in Anaheim was inspired by European theme parks, in case you weren't aware. And so... They went in there and they were like, "We have to have detail. It has to be like representative of France. It has, it has to, to be representation. Everything. It has to it be, has to the, be most, the best. Everything was thought of, and that makes for a really good park. We kind of linked this to Shanghai, and we'll discuss uh, after afterwards like, when we get to the Shanghai. What park, Disneyland why, Paris did for the Castle Park formula um, was so spectacular, especially when you consider Tokyo Disneyland." Having been just a composite of Disneyland and Dis- in Magic Kingdom, this was the first time kind of reinventing Disneyland the wheel. Paris. I mean, if you've watched the Imagineering story, like we had already kind of felt this way, but the Imagineering story on Disneyland Paris really hit the point home that they they started from scratch with Disneyland Paris and built something really not just unique to Europe, but unique to the Disney lexicon. Um, everything about Fantasyland changed. The castle had to be... It, this it was, would be a good park to do a quick run around and talk about, like, you know, the park. So, okay, so we get in. Okay, yeah. And so the entrance to the park is completely unique. So you enter through a set of gardens called the uh, Fantasia Gardens. Mm-hmm. And it's um, very European because it's, you know, flowers and uh, hedges and it's fountains. Echoes, echoes and of Paris. Echoes of Versailles. And then you walk up to what is the Disneyland Hotel there, mm-hmm. which is the park's entrance. So you yeah. walk underneath the hotel. Then you have... The ticket booth is under the hotel. The entrance is under the hotel. And mm-hmm. then you have the train station. Yep. 
Now, and that's where the, the turnstiles. Well, the turnstiles are under the hotel. Oh. Oh, yeah. Under the train yeah. station. And so underneath the train station, you walk into the usual Main Street USA. Yeah. However, this Main Street USA has three walkways. The outdoor walkway through the middle of the street, and then you have your, what In are they called? Arcades. Galleries? Uh, arcades. Arcades. Which are Jules Fern themed, and what's the other one? The one? There's one that's like themed to the future, and then there's one that's themed to like World's Fairs or something, I think. Yeah, so they're like really nicely detailed. Um, and they're really, they're full of charm, and they also allow access to the stores. So when it rains, or when it snows, friendly. or when it's cold, you walk through the exteriors of the, of you know through the arcades. Mm-hmm. You can still access the same stores. Yeah, incredibly useful. Really helps with crowd control. Yeah, because you all know that when like, the fireworks after are show over. Stuff, yeah. So that was really, really, really nicely thought of. And, like, Anaheim has it and, and um, Orlando has it, but they're not polished. They're yeah. just, like, separate midways that kind of just, like, divert you yeah. backstage, Special right? Special events and just for mass exodus. Um, then you get to the hub, and then which the is hub, lovely. Full of flowers. This ca- castle shares a continent with real castles. It's the only one. It's the only Disney castle that's Which is why it looks sharing. the most fantasy-like. Yeah. It is completely kind of like a fantasy approach. Very different shapes than the other castles. Because why build a castle when everyone's seen a castle yeah. and visits your park? Like, yeah. Who hasn't seen a castle lives in Europe? Like, n- yeah. no shade. Yeah. Like, you've already seen one. So... That's really cool, and it's very naturalistic. Again, landscaping everywhere. So let, we'll go ahead and go um, clockwise this time. Mm-hmm. So first up, we've got Frontierland. Best Frontierland by Best far. Best Frontierland by because far. Because their Big Thunder Mountain is located on where we usually have... Tom Sawyer's Island. Exactly. So you In the middle of the rivers of the far west. Yep. And so you take... <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain starts on the land, dives underneath the rivers, does the ride, and then dives underneath dives the rivers back. again and comes back. Way more yep. thrilling ride. Incredibly polished. Beautiful, beautiful attraction. And the owner of the Big Thunder Mine lives in the Haunted Mansion. In fact, he lives in the Phantom Manor. <laughs> right, yeah. Phantom Sorry. Manor, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is an old dilapidated mansion out on the plains of the far west, which is the Wild West-themed Haunted Mansion. So similar ride layout, however, um, station is grand, and the finale is through a ghost town. Instead of the graveyard scene, you are in... The you're in Frontierland again. Yeah, you're you're in Thunder Mesa. But a ghost version, a ghost town. But like after everyone already died and left, it's really really spectacular. So every inch of the theme area, including the rides, they all play in together to one story. It's a whole story. Only Frontierland that does that. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Adventureland. Now, Adventureland is three different lands. It's massive. But mm-hmm. the great thing is, nothing bleeds. And yeah. like Magic Kingdom or, or even Anaheim, the whole theme, the, all, all three themes are different. So you have kind of like an African theme, which has restaurants. And yeah, kind it's of got like, the... Um, and a walkthrough. Yeah. Um, every area has a walkthrough, by the way. So yeah. um, Frontierland has, has the, the fort. fort. The hub has the uh, castle walkthrough mm-hmm. with the dragon. And then um, Adventureland has several walkthroughs, including the Aladdin walkthrough and the walkthrough. Middle Eastern subsection. Yep, is and so then cool. You have um, the Caribbean, the, like the, the pirates, rocks and the pirates. The pirate walkthroughs are stunning. which is also where Pirates of the Caribbean is located. So mm-hmm. it's kind of you know like the Ford approach. Um, that Pirates of the Caribbean is uh, absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's absolutely. like a way. It's like a bigger version of the one at Anaheim, where the sequence of events is different. But you are floating through the forts. It's just, look it up. I don't want to spend so much time on it. But we could do a whole episode on on Pirates of the Caribbean in Paris. (laughs) We should do one on all the pirates. It's writing that down right now. Well, we did an article where we ranked the pirates as. and then there's the Indiana Jones corner. That was meant to have the Indiana Jones Dark Ride, mm-hmm. but instead 
they put an Indiana Jones roller coaster there with a looping. That rides my guilty pleasure. I like it. It more is a than guilty pleasure. It was honestly added to be temporary while they were building Space Mountain because yeah. they realized they needed something with a looping because everyone yeah. was asking for the roller looping, coaster with the looping, yeah. which no other Disney park ever had that problem, so they didn't anticipate that. Um, but they added Indiana Jones, a very simple roller coaster. They didn't actually update the temporary styro- styrofoam, theme- styrofoam theming. To like 2016 or 2017, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because it was never meant to last, yeah. and now it's a permanent ride that everyone loves. But it's, it's just amazing, deep. like so that ride's on its own little little branch, and that's like our India area, because like Indiana Jones uh, and Anaheim, it's themed to India, and then you have our Caribbean Pirates of the Caribbean area, you have the Agrabah area, you have the little Africa area. They have a Swiss Family Robinson treehouse too. Like somehow it just all. Is so smooth and yeah, it's transitions. Yeah, they set it up so large that the transitions are all when very you clean. you can see fantasy. You can see Fantasyland from Adventureland, but only in the Pirates area where you're looking at Peter Pan. Peter Pan and Pirates of the Caribbean are right next to each other because they're both. In about fact, you can be pirates. in the Pirates area and look into the uh, the jungle area of Adventureland and not even see the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. you can go to Disneyland Paris, spend the entire day there, and completely forget to go search for the. <laughs> Indiana Jones roller coaster. That's yeah. how like nice <laughs> spread out this adventure. You can be is. in the Africa area of Adventureland, and you look out into Frontierland, and the earth tones, the rock Blend. work, it all matches. And then you have the Middle Eastern area that has like colorful, kind of like sultan looking buildings, which it's then it completely blends with blends the hub. Blends in with the hub, which is the entrance. And then the you stained have glass echoes from the castle. To the Agrabah area. Yep. And then you have, which of, of course blends with Africa. And then you have the um, Pirates area with the rocks and the fort, which is right next to Fantasyland. Yeah. But they're smart. They put Pirates of the Caribbean and the forts and the piratey thing right next to Peter Pan, yep. which obviously has to focus on pirates. Yeah. Um, and that is the entrance to Frontierland from, um, sorry, not to Fantasyland, from Adventureland. And their fantasy land is the, is the their fantasy the land is stunning. Again, it's, it's it's themed to Parisian gardens. Yeah, it's like okay. Th- again, it's like this is we're competing with the Eiffel Tower. We're competing with the Louvre. We're competing with Versailles. Like people it here has to be gorgeous. People here hate us because we're American. Upon building this resort, we need to put in as many French accents as we can. This feels like a giant French garden. Beautiful green steel, a green and brown steel architecture. Waterfalls and flowers and gardens, as far as the eye can see. Our obligatory walkthrough is the Alice in Wonderland hedge maze, which is one of my favorite attractions in that area. Their small world is um, located kind of like Anaheim. It stations outside, but it seems like this beautiful Parisian kind of like garden. They did garden. such a great job. Um, a gazebo. It's like, and a, then, it's like a French Riviera kind of yep, station totally. build. And then with the fountain. It's all covered, so even though it snows there, like it's still not like, yeah. You know, you can still like go and go through the outside part and stay dry. And then indoor, there um, a small world is set up uniquely that it's all open concept. It's very sophisticated. So by it's small all world. Very like, yeah. So it all it all works together. It's one giant show building. They have all these lagoons and stuff. Like the waterways around Fantasyland are stunning. The um, storybook canal boats and. Casey Jr., Little Circus Train. I mean, that is such an amazing... That's kind of what they got instead of Toontown, because... Yeah, it's an extension. Yeah, of, yeah. of, of an extension of Fantasyland. A re, like, a, an amazing reimagining of the rides of the same name at Disneyland in Anaheim. Um, and then that brings us to... The final area. The de Resistance. Um, which is also French-themed. It's the Jules Verne-themed Discovery Land. Land. Um, home to Autopia, <sighs> which is themed to... 
Well, it's a good... Driving, ve- driving machines of the future. Yeah, very <laughs> nice. Of course, you have there the original attraction that was Star Tours. So that's a larger Star Tours setup because um, because of the weather, they have to have more indoor queue. Yeah. So the indoor airport, it's like massive. And the main gift store for all Star Wars things is also there. Yeah, Star Tours and like Jewel, the Jewel Verne area, Discovery Land, has a little bit... It's got It's got two identities. It is the Jewel Verne area, but Star Wars has always called that area home. And... It, I feel like it works. I feel like the hyperspace mountain overlay is one of our favorite things that Disney has ever done. The one uh, for Paris. We are obsessed with that ride in every conceivable way. And we talk about it every day, Yeah, uh, <laughs> like every day. But people were like, mm, d- you know, does, does Star Wars work here? Like, I get that it's a bit of a collision right now. The themes of the ca- of the ride being Jewel Verne, steampunk and whatnot. And then the storyline for like that we understand but we just can't help ourselves the story of the ride is so fun the launch from the columbiad feels like it was made to emulate a it jump is just to such hyperspace a spectacular roller coaster having launches inversions the aesthetic of it is just gorgeous and we must admit it's a lovely compliment to star tours which is the og yeah, E-ticket. it kind of tied everything together. And then, of course, they have a walkthrough here, too, which is the a walkthrough Nautilus. through the Nautilus. Yeah. So what you do is you go down, and you, you see in the lagoon of Discovery Mountain, or no, in other words, Space Mountain, yeah. you see the Nautilus like sitting there, like you know, peeking over the water. And then you have a walkway that goes down into what is meant to be the entrance to the submarine, mm-hmm. which is the Nautilus. And you enter that, and it's a giant underground show building, which has... A giant walkthrough with special effects, and there's a little part where you can sit down. Yeah. And once in a while, like a giant door a giant opens squid up, comes and like to pay a switch goes by. <laughs> and it's like spectacular. And so, another cool thing about Disneyland Paris that no other Disney park has is every single area has a walkthrough. Those walkthroughs in each there's area. There's so much are to so do cool. that you don't think of that aren't rides. And then their ride selection is spectacular. They have the best version of Space Mountain, the best, best version pirates, of Big Thunder Mountain, best pirates, best haunted mansion, best haunted mansion, best small world. They have literally the best it. version of everything because they yeah. had to. And so many years later, we're still are like, wow, this we're park still so blown still away by it what still they did. Definitely has it with this park. That's and why we're spending so much time. This is the one that I feel like we have to argue with people. Yeah, because people hate it. This is our that we are and making. We get it. The, the, we're spending all of this time on Disneyland Paris because this is the case that we're making. Because I feel like. What we we want people to see what we see when we see Disneyland Paris, and they have a track record of like staff not being the nicest. But again, you got to realize like Europeans are a lot more real. I've, you know, <laughs> that's how I'm going to put it. You know, I mean, staff has been a lot better, but um, not over the top like Tokyo. Yeah. And then you have the food issue was now food was never all that great, and food still isn't the top of the better, chain, but, but yeah, it's getting better. Um, and overall operations, uh, you know the. The parks operations were fine to me, but yeah. I understand that, like, historically... Historically, they've been battling a lot of issues, but I think recently, after Disney officially buying the park completely and owning it and lumping in operations with the U.S. parks, you can see the improvement. Yeah. In our visit, we spent three days there, one really, really busy day, mm-hmm. and then one day that was mediocre, one day where it snowed, and all three days, they did a spectacular job. We spent three days there because job. we couldn't help ourselves. Yeah, we just had so much. We fun bought annual passes because we were spot. just so excited. We just loved. We were just so thrilled, and 
We had such, and after three days of being at the park, open to close, I didn't want to leave. Yeah, we were ready to go back. So yeah, um, yeah, we just wanted to kind of throw it out there. Like, I think this that, yeah, that really is. This is the Disneyland Paris manifesto. This is why Disneyland Paris is in our top three. The next two they don't require a lot of explaining, two, so we'll stay within yeah, our okay. reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a little longer than an hour, but. Um, um, I think next it's worth up, it. we've got Tokyo Disney Sea. Tokyo Disney Sea, which is the sweetheart. No, a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would say that this is either the best Disney park they've been to or the best looking Disney park that they've seen and I from the that. media. Completely, totally agree. The only reason I'm actually going to start with the reason why it's not yeah, number one. The only reason, and that is that their roller coaster selection is very weak. They have yeah. like a Indiana Jones Paris clone called Sp- uh, Raging yeah. Spirits with a couple more effects and themes. Raging Spirits is super cute and a really nice compliment to their Indiana Jones ride. But it's the size of a fairground ride. Yeah, and, and it's it has a height cap, and we're lucky we got Sean on it at all because he's technically too tall. Yeah, uh, we've, we've made five attempts. He got it once. This? Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it, it happened. This was three years ago. It's okay. Um, um, and they have a little, like, little mermaid fish coaster. What we love. Oh, yeah, and then the flounder fish coaster. It was Togo's last project. But yeah, either way, out. they lack a major roller coaster. I feel they, like every Disney park, a roller coaster. except for Epcot, has a major roller coaster. Tokyo Disneyland Resort as a whole is not very coaster-centric. But like, I love their Space Mountain because it's classic. Their Big Thunder Mountain's second only to Paris. Uh, and then you have uh, Gadgets Go Coaster, which is, you know, Disneyland nostalgia. Flounder's Fish Coaster, super cute. And then you have Raging Spirits, which, I, again, I like Raging Spirits a lot for what it is. But, it but isn't this any- park does not, have a, it does not have a special coaster. What I'm trying to say, it can be the world's best Disney park, but lack two major things, which is... A major coaster. A major coaster. And or, a major flume ride. Like a, a major, major wet ride. ride and a water ride. I'm, I know you're thinking, you're like, well, Epcot. I was like, okay, so I get Epcot, but Epcot yeah. has a, several pro- products that no other park in the world has. Yeah. And, you know, at the end and of now, the day, Disney I mean, Sea has a bunch of dark rides, but so does like every other Disney park. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's yeah, why. Disney Sea, obviously, we love Journey to the Center of the Earth. Their Indiana Jones is even better than Anaheim's. Their Tower of Terror is so unique with the great storyline. Their Toy Story Mania is beautiful. Every this ride, this park is a feast for the eyes. Their their Soren looks awesome. Um, they have Voyages of, of Sinbad yep, is go. one of our absolute favorite rides. I'm staring at on my Earth. cat that we named after we, the ride. Yeah, it's all yeah cute our cat Shandu, who's named after Sinbad's uh, baby tiger companion from the ride. Like we love this park with every fiber of our being, but. I could use a Rapids ride, and I could definitely use, or, or you know, they've got Splash Mountain at the other park, which is great. It's just like Disney World's for the most part. Aquatopia is super cute, and our understanding is that when it's really hot out, they adjust the effects, and you can get wet on that ride, and that's their water ride. But that's for me, uh, I would love a true wet ride, like a Rapids ride, and I would love a Having said signature that, though, coaster. We're talking like best of the best of the best yeah. in the world. They're, they're, they're world yeah. building, they're natural landscaping. Yeah. Their waterways, everything, their transportation systems. Everything that they wanted to do with Disneyland Paris and the Disney Sea Long Island project that they couldn't afford, the Oriental Land Company's like, we got you. We'll take it all. Everything that was conceptualized for Disney Sea was built to the full Magnitude. scale, yep. the full level. I mean, there's nothing, there's everything that's at that park is wonderful and there's nothing wrong with what's there. It just doesn't feel like a ride roster that's as complete as our number one. Disney Park. Yeah, if we're going to talk very, very, very well-balanced, modern, high-budget, 
high stakes five billion dollars the reintroduction of Disneyland Paris but this time successful from the get go yeah Shanghai Disneyland Shanghai Disney yes it is the newest it is the flashiest and it's in its favor but it's also very well balanced and we're talking about Disneyland Paris again because Disneyland Paris walked so that Shanghai Disney could run yes pretty much what we're getting at here is that Shanghai Disney is in so many ways just like Disneyland Paris it has a garden section with the castle, they have very French. A different kind of Tomorrowland that isn't space themed, but it's themed yeah. to kind of like an aesthetic. We like to think like that an idea. We like to think that Tomorrowland in Shanghai Disney is the first Tomorrowland to take place in a spot that is outside of linear time. And it's just, we'll never really get to that tomorrow, and I think that's the goal. Yeah, but they have obviously a spectacular roster when it comes to their e-tickets. Tron, a phenomenal, unique ride. Yeah. Their Pirates of the Caribbean is what we have ranked. I think, actually, I'm not going to say where yeah, we ranked it so you can read the article. Yeah. But we ranked it very high yeah. when it comes to Disney's um, best dark rides ever built. It is yeah. the largest dark ride ever built. It's the most expensive dark it is ride inc- ever built. I mean, it's <laughs> massive. It's like literally the size of a whole theme We area. think... Pirates, the Pirates Cove area, which is, of course, of course you would give that Pirates of the Caribbean especially its own area. The Adventure Isle Pirates Cove loop on the right side of Shanghai Disney is their adventure land. And it is a blossoming of the... Yeah, the it has like an Animal Kingdom dunk. level aesthetic to it. Yeah, it's, it's Animal Kingdom meets Disneyland Paris's superior adventure land. Um, but they took the two themes, really fleshed it out. You have the Caribbean, you have Pirates of the... Well, I guess it's the, the Spanish Spanish conquistador feel in Pirate's Cove. And then you have Adventure Isle, which is themed to South America. Yeah. So stunning. They got an, a phenomenal rapids ride there as well. Yes. Um, they've got Soren that's worked into like rock work. So overall, they took three massive hit attractions and they put them all. The things that were in a really nice aesthetically blending area. Blended. Yeah, I love there's really no like where Pirate's Cove begins and Adventure Isle ends is very ambiguous. And we love that. Their fantasy land is huge and sprawling like Paris's. Not our favorite, but super cool and full of little neighborhoods. They're not really committed to a single overarching theme in their fantasy land, which is, Good I think, a clever expansion. choice. Yeah. It's a smart choice. You have this is also what's going to be the entrance to Zootopia, Zootopia, which will be another extension. And it's going to be behind. So, yeah. So that's going to be Fantasyland. Zootopia is a neighborhood inside of Fantasyland, just like the Hundred Acre Wood area, the this Snow White area, Story. the Castle and uh, Peter Pan area, and the Toy Story area. So their Fantasyland is a new approach. Or Fantasyland is kind of like an overall idea. Kind of like their... It's so almost they, a miniature park. That's their little Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Then you have the little Animal Kingdom. And then you've got <laughs> their, their little, little epcot like yeah. other like yeah. other area, like future area that's not the future. So really... <laughs> in a this way, park wears a lot of hats too. In a way, it's like Disneyland Paris, but with a California Adventure approach, where it fits yeah. way more profiles. Yeah. Um, if you took Disneyland Paris, great because Disney the balance of things so well. If I wanna, exactly. If I want to see something naturalistic, I've got you. You, you know, you've got Adventure it at that Isle. park. Yeah. If you want to see like fantasy, you want to have a bunch of different like you know magically appearing things while also having unique attractions. They've got their fancy land. You want elegance. You, you want, want gardens. You want natural beauty. Gardens of imagination. Gardens of imagination. You want aesthetic. You want thrill. You want future. You a want action. A light show. A feast for the senses. You have Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. 
Their midways are wide. They are very polished. Mickey Avenue, so cute. And instead of doing a giant Main Street, because they don't, they didn't want to have any American touches in their park, yeah. just to make it as authentically Chinese as possible. That really helped us favor because then the entrance to the park is unique. The entrance of the park is super it's cool. It's themed to Mickey Avenue. Disney Town, which is their downtown Disney type thing, is a parallel shopping and restaurant dining exhibit that has its own entrance into Disneyland. Shanghai, and it works as its own uh, approach or exit. Um, You can either exit, you can enter through one and exit through the other. It's like two different approaches to the approach. (laughs) (laughs) And both of them work better. And they have a Jungle Cruise sub ride. Instead of it being Jungle Cruise, it's actually Crystal Grotto. um, Yeah, it's actually so cute. a voice to the Crystal Grotto, yeah. and that's uh, instead of having a castle, they have a castle walkthrough. Yeah, but this ride actually also goes through the castle. Crystal Grotto, where you is learn like, the story of like what the Fantasyland is. It's a little bit, it's a little bit Jungle Cruise, a little bit uh, parade with like all the different vignettes of like Disney classics. A little bit story brought to life with yeah. water. A little bit of storybook canal boats. A little bit of Small World. A really neat, cohesive thing. Yeah. Uh, there, Alice in Wonderland Hedge Maze, another. Elevation of something that was given to us by yeah. Disneyland Paris. And their walkthrough game is strong, which is, it's literally only Disneyland Paris and Shanghai Disneyland where the walkthrough game is this strong. Yeah. And that's because they have walkthroughs in every area pretty much. Yeah. Um, Tomorrowland has a lot of midways that are completely unnecessary and staircases yeah. and little gardens. All it's that not kind of even thing. part of the, the actual loop. Like you have to exit the loop to get to Tomorrowland. You could walk right past it on the parade route. But yeah, Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland is, like off is to the side. its own contained experience. Multi-level. You have, you have the pirate shipwrecks that you can explore. Uh, you have the adventure, the adventure you trails. Have, yeah, you have, uh, yeah, the adventure tra- challenge course, like the ropes course, super cool. If you ever, of course, you've got the Alice in Wonderland maze. Yeah. you have the castle walkthrough, and then the Gardens of Imagination is its own several kind of like yeah. experiences, but like S- seasonal arts and stuff. Really, yeah, this park does seasons really well. We've had the the fortune of going uh, around uh, Lunar New Year. And, and around the celebration of the People's Republic of China. Yeah, so uh, the cultural things that they do for this park feel like one of the best. Help it feel distinctly Chinese, Certainly authentically Disney. Our, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our favorite way to explore China has become going to this Shanghai Disney Park uh, and just wallowing in it. So yeah, it really has the uh, the edge of the grandness, combining all of Disney's strongest assets of like different park products into one park, almost like USJ does. Like yeah, um, and then doing it all with the precision and detail and respect to local culture, the way Disneyland Paris has, mm-hmm. and that's why those two are so important for us in the yeah. top three yep. of parks. And we know that this ranking is not necessarily what everyone agrees with. We just have very particular yeah. experiences. We've this been to all these parks one, at least twice. This is just one point of view. Assholders to at least eight of these parks. So we, we like to believe we have a pretty good idea what we're talking about. But we'd love to hear your feedback and yes. tell us what you think. Go to thecoastagains.com slash all distant parks in the world ranked. And you will find, or just go to, just, just type it in, in, in Google. We'll, we'll be one of the first to pop up, actually. Um, and leave a comment. Tell us what you think of our ranking. Uh, and check out this article for all like a full detail and full description of what we're thinking. We didn't mention everything because there will be like a three-hour episode. Yeah. Um, but check it out and we'll see you on the next episode. Till next time. Bye.